Hello everyone and welcome to the Gadlud Podcast. This is the final episode of the Across Border What Are the Norms Educational System Series. <laughs> so many attachments. Um, this is our final episode of that series, of that part of the series. And um, just before we jump right in, I just want to say that this is not the traditional way we we open a podcast but I just feel this will be better because of the issue we had during introduction and all so um the guests still remain the same the guests still remain constant and uh let's jump right in that's the thing now you're just trying to jump is just like the it's just like Desha said it's the, it's the board is the board that's you know once you are leaving university you need that it's just like the SATs or the UK the the A levels you know, you need that thing that you need that you do that is going to transform you from that's going to transport you from that stage from secondary to tertiary education. I'm not against jam. I'm not against the concept of jam. But my my own is that now it's no longer about education. Like just I said, it's about exactly. profit. I want to make something a profit making venture. You don't care who who you hurt. It's not capitalism. It's, it's no longer uh, you know how people are, how people feel because it's, a lot of students are thrown into misery just because. Of you know, uh, catchment area just because they didn't get the course they want. Imagine not getting the course you want in that year. Probably you wanted medicine, you got biochemistry. Okay, let me say that on one year, and then you now write the jam. You now got less lesser than the initial one you got. That's even just is you will have just even taken the biochemistry from day one and you know moved on with your life. And no, no room for transfer. Even universities, yeah, you can't transfer courses. You can't transfer universities easily. It's not a thing. It's it's alien to us. Everything is just war in that country. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. It, it's it's really crazy. Like, crazy. like this transport thing you even said. Um, there's, there was a student I was helping to process um admission to Finland, and you know when I was telling her like, see, because she studied economics in, in Nigeria, and she wanted to do international business here. So I was like, okay, you know what? Just make sure you bring all your certificates, and you know, I explained things to her. And the thing is, when you get to Finland, you can actually, you know, bring your transcripts. They check it. They check it. If you've done maybe business economics in Nigeria, if you've done whatever, whatever, they can actually just give you one exam to just, you know, test your knowledge. And if you pass, they will substitute those courses for the ones you're supposed to do in Finland. So instead of three years course, you can find yourself graduating in one year. So this is a thing. Like, Everything about Nigeria's educational system is just messed up from primary to tertiary. Exactly, a cake. I think that's that's the best word. And I think the, the, the best example we can use is even for doctors. I think Nigerian doctors, as an allowance, five thousand naira, right? Ha. But I think recently I heard um I heard someone tell me um, there was this document they checked, and the five thousand naira has been. I'm I'm not sure, so no one should quote me on this, but I think the five thousand naira has been there since the seventies. So inflation and whatever, maybe five thousand those days should have been. What's a big deal now? Fifty <laughs> k, I mean two fifty. Oh uh, yeah, something. You know, yeah, like yeah. Ahead now, but they are still paying the five thousand naira because it was written in some stupid document that five thousand naira back in the days. So I think that is the mindset that is ruling and controlling every sector in Nigeria. So now, even education, they are still teaching you 
um, I'm sure some some documents they've not even updated how many um, local governments are there in Nigeria now. So, <laughs> so, so that's that's how that's how crazy the, the thing is. And then you look at Unity schools. How can you tell me a child in Ocean State in Lagos State should have two hundred or one seventy or one eighty, and then the same child, the same Nigerian child in Zamfara? Can pass with twenty. Makes no sense. You are not helping so anybody by doing that. School, twenty in Zamfara. I can enter school with one seventeen Lagos. And then even the Zamfara self as a girl, twenty as a boy, seven. <laughs> so, so it can't be madness. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the educational system, oh, so are you telling me the the Zamfara girl now she come so far for this life? The boy if he Catch oh sorry I'm like I'm already pissed off that I'm pissed off. <laughs> so, so you're, you're telling me the, the girl has to have like twenty and the boy seven. So like it, it, they, there's so much that doesn't make sense about education in this country. And it makes no that's sense. That's why people, more more people just need to maybe get involved. Like even back in the days it was better because I, I was having a conversation recently and it was you know about the education about education in nigeria and even look look at it you see conversations on twitter and you see things like of course i know it's all bands and sometimes it's all jokes but there are also you know there are this underlying um underlying context or underlying beliefs and you see who who book help or, or professor who won't be professor when yeah, you can go to Big Brother and N90, whatever. Like, this is not a yeah. at Big Brother. Yeah, I feel, yeah. You, I feel you. Like, yeah. no one values education again. Yeah. The government doesn't value it. Even citizens don't care. Back in the days, village masters, they were, like, they were one of the aristocrats, one of the people ruling villages or ruling communities. They were respected. Education was a big deal. Now, nobody cares about education. And that thing has a ripple effect. So that's why I, I I remember growing up as a child, there was something called um, teacher teachers college. You now, so before you can even become a teacher in Nigeria, you have to go to a teachers college. Yeah. Like, but look at Nigeria now. I don't think teachers college is. I don't think they exist again. Even if they do, maybe they've turned them to cooperative. It's no longer like teachers' college like it used to be. So like, there's a whole there's a yeah. whole lot that has happened over the years, and until individuals, governments, corporations, organizations, and conversations like this, until they become you know mainstream or more. Even when I was in secondary school, cowbell um, competitions they were they were big deals. Yeah, like they were actually huge deals back in the days, but now I don't think anyone gives a shit. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a huge it's a huge problem, and the government just needs to declare a state of emergency when it comes to education in Nigeria. If not, if the not, brain drain will continue, and people will continue to jackpot. And I can't begrudge anyone if you can, if you are listening, if you want to jackpot, very jackpot, because this is this is something. We really need to have a conversation about, and I'm glad this conversation is happening. Yeah, um, uh, we would be going to. I'm sorry for bringing you guys back to the lecturer stuff, but people kept kept on talking about how it has become normal here 
on how lecturers miss class. I don't know if it happens there, where you just hear the lecture has been cancelled, like regularly. Like there's a chance <laughs> that some of your lectures get cancelled in a week, minimum. Do you get it? Is a normal thing here. Yeah, the lecturers yeah. don't care. Like it is charity. When they come to teach you, it is charity to them. Do you get what I'm saying? They, they are trying to just be kind. So if a lecturer doesn't show up, there's nothing that can happen. Does it happen there too? Oh, well, uh, let me have... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm laughing because I remember the, the first time my lecturer didn't, wasn't going to show up in Finland. It was, you know, I woke up. I was, it was, I think it was supposed to be 8 a.m. lecture or something. And then I woke up early, got ready, and, and you know, before I left my house, I was like, okay, let me just check my email. And then, you know, I saw notification, email from my lecturer. This guy sent me email that I was not going to be able to make it today. Like, email like, okay, well, this, this, this. So we'll reschedule the class for some other time, but he's not going to come because he's sick. As in the email, dear Samuel, dear, dear so personalized email, a me lecturer, the things are important like that to tell me saying they will come class. Like it, I even asked, I still went to class because I couldn't believe it. Like wait, lecturer, they sent me email, and then I got to class. That means this guy took his time to send an email to every single student, and it wasn't the generic dear student. Your name was there, so he was addressing you in person, like guy. I won't be able to make it. And he gave us reasons. And, you know, I was, I was shocked. I was surprised. But most importantly, I felt like a big deal. Like, ah, so now me with this. Unlike Nigeria, you're like, see, don't let me even go there. But yeah, it, it happens. But it, it you know really what? happens, of, of course. It, it really happens. But they always inform you, at least in Finland, and I'm sure in some other places. So. Do you know so why this story? Me, okay, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what your story pains pains me? Like, yeah, the, the story about like lecturers giving notice that because in law back then we, we we used to put on white and black, and then we you know we always gauge the white and black when you iron and you start your product, you give it to dry cleaner, you 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 know you have planned you have planned it, and do you know how painful and extremely disturbing it is for you to wear crispy white and black to class and then find out that lecturer is not coming that entire day. And then in your mind, like the first thing we all think about then our students is God. I just reset this whites. Because then if you don't have like you're listening in the hostel that does not have lights and anything. I mean, for other students that you could like just you know, you could just wear t-shirt and jeans to your to your class. Even yeah, if there's yeah. no lights, you can just wear t-shirts. But wearing rough shirts, and for someone like me, I I can't wear rough clothes. So I don't play with it. So at the end of the day, I most more times than not, I give it to like a dry cleaner, and then lecturer will not just come to class. And then I'm just so pissed off because I wasted white. It's, it's not, it's not like it's not a valid or serious reason to be pissed off, but still and still, it was still very annoying. Uh, for lecturers here, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I've any any tutor has ever missed a class like my my two masters degree. I don't think I don't I don't think I've I've had any um like that lecturer didn't come to class. So I don't know whether or not, but I'm sure that even if they would want to do that, I'm sure that they would give notice. Because yeah, they respect the students, and like I said, they don't look at you as they don't look at you as your students. You are beneath them. It's, that's not the concept. If you are a very bright student, they will take you. They, you are going to write um, articles with them. You are going to co-author things with them because they don't. They you know they were one students too, and obviously they must have been treated with respect by their lecturers, and that's why you know they take they, you know once they see that you are bright or what or whatnot, they take you out 
they try to do things with you. So that respect also extends to things like little things like them trying to miss class for whatever reason it is. They are going to let you know that uh, you know I can't make it to this class. Or if they were, if they want to cut class short, they will even give you notice that okay, this class is going to be shorter than the rest because I have a meeting. That okay, this one has happened to me before. The lecturer had a meeting because the lecturer was the head of PhD. And he, and he had to like um, talk to some PhD students, so he, he cut his class short, and then he gave notice. So I feel like just simple things. But in Nigeria, there's no like this lack of respect. It does not. It's not even about. It's not exclusive to just not cumulate. It's just the general behavior of how you do. You know the way you carry yourself. In Nigeria, I have a lecturer that will just come and answer a phone call like 15 minutes in front of the class and sit down there, like we are adults. This is not secondary school. A lecturer here cannot just come and answer call. 15 minutes and sit down in front and be laughing of the class, sitting out in front of the class. So I feel like little things that happen just shows that Nigerian lecturers don't respect students. It's as simple as that. And that's why you need to go there and be, be caring to them, be buying them red wine because you want them to read your, your projects that they are paid to read. Like, you know, it doesn't make sense. So, like, it's not just even about, like, not coming to class, but it's just lack of respect. That's what I can say. Absolutely spot on. Absolutely spot on. Yeah, I agree with you. Because here they take your time seriously. Nigeria, they don't care about your time. Um uh -huh. Cynthia, you were saying something on the chat before, like a week ago, so where you're writing exams right now. Yeah, this is um exam period. Yeah. But so my course, course, we don't do actual exams, we do a lot of <laughs> Project. So, so how different is the exam in terms of like asking questions? You know why I'm asking this question? During my same research and stuff, I would ask, I kept asking guys that, what do you feel could have been different in our educational system? And somebody told me this, that I would like everyone to share and take note of. He said, he feels that after an exam has been set and all, there should be a particular segment where they, where they would write down just like what you know. You know why? <laughs> because now, in exams, exams have become like gamble in this part of the world where you could read 18 pages out of 19, 18 chapters out of 19 chapters, and the questions just come out from one chapter. That's chapter 19. Do you get what I'm saying? So it has become this gamble where you just have to play your right where you are reading. Do you get what I'm saying? And he's like, this is the reason why people say I can't, because he's writing that I can't. Even why people say I can't you today is because this same thing happens regularly. Where, where they pick the question from, you're just unfortunate. So I want to know how the exam there is. Well, uh, like I said, my course, my, my department, we don't do exam, exam. We do more of, you know, it's more of practical. But from my friends and other people who do exams, I know they have the open book concepts. They have the one that you have to turn on your webcam. You can't look left, you can't look right. I don't really know what's about the exam though. Yeah, I think <laughs> the idea of writing what you know. <laughs> it sounds funny though, but what if, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny, I don't know. I have no comment on that. How are they going to grade it? What exactly are you going to write on? No, like yeah. it could just be a concept on topic, like write on your graphs of this topic. Do you get what I'm saying? Because some people read like on the actually, yes. 
Yes, people would actually read about these things and well, read the whole thing. Well, it takes one person to start it. Yeah, it that's one of person to start it. But I just feel that it should be all Desh, what do you what do you feel about it? Um <clears throat> about about exams. Well, for, for me, right? Um at least my own my own experience. It's not like the exams are difficult, difficult. Because of course there are things you were taught or you've been taught, but more more often than not, you're like told, okay your exam is probably going to be more of this than this or you should focus more on this than this part or you know you're, you're just giving like um see it's, it's just not like the, exactly just like what, what we've said right you're giving yeah. every tool possible so you can be successful then that success now depends on you so it's not like yeah. nigeria that you know maybe <laughs> you do like uh, how many exactly they're not you see you, you've just said it all like now you're starting to read from pali to pali how do you, see in in nigeria imagine you have like 10 different courses or whatever and then they're not ready to read pali to pali of all 10. what kind of madness is that one like it's not possible now how do, so how do you expect me to pass or how do you expect me to do as well as i can if yeah. you if you expect me to read you said that your lecturer did you read pali to pali before you said the guy you get so, so I think, it's, I think it's not the same. It's a broad style shot. Yeah. Because so I remember last the, semester. Sorry. No, 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 no. One no, of my professors I, I actually did a review review of what our test was gonna be like. Like he showed us in class and told us, Oh, your questions are gonna be these, they're gonna be that. Like, but although he stopped the recording so people don't go back to look at the answer, Genesis. But at least he gave us a heads up of what our test was gonna look like. That's just the basic, and we didn't need to start reading from the first day of class. And those kind of things. Now, they're not that pretty straightforward. Exactly. I, I, feel, I just, I just feel, you get what I'm saying. I have friends that I have someone that the person that gave me the example has written icon for a while, and he's like, although he has passed few and stuff, but it's just like, why does this thing always have to be like a gamble? Like, why is it that? to set questions. And most times I think these examiners just derive from, from just looking from a very random place to pick the questions from. Do you get what I'm saying? Meanwhile, you yeah. are told to give the whole topics on that thing. It's just, it's just annoying. Just annoying, Jerry. Bro, imagine how I felt. Like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, actually. Why stress people to read an entire book on stuff when at the end of the day, you're not going to bring out questions from every aspect of it, yeah. Imagine how I felt writing bar finals when I, when when like and it's like like i said before you just one exam and then you've been studying for an entire year and the problem with bar finals is they cram they cram uh, the entire procedural law in nigeria into one year and then we have five years of substantive law so i don't know how to explain the difference but substantive mm -hmm. law is like um it's like if they say uh, don't kill if the law says don't kill that's substantive law but then the procedural law is how to charge someone that kill somebody that's procedural law so everything the procedure is what we use in real life you see those substantive law is something that i can pick up and read by myself do you understand so but then we use five years to study in fact the first hundred level was just nonsense doing geography post science that doesn't matter english and literature and linguistics and you know and they were, we're not we're, we're not doing two two courses i mean sorry i think three or four courses from 200 level to 500 level 
and then you are you now cram the entire procedural law in Nigeria in into one year, and then you now force us to read the entire syllabus in hopes that the one that you know very well is what is where the question will come from. Like I know it's 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 unconscionable. Let me just put it like that. It's it's horrible for you to make us learn the entire procedural law in one year. Because even in the in the US, in the US, in the UK, it's different. In the US, you go to um pre-law or you do like any other random course for sorry for using the word I said it again. <laughs> so but uh you know you, they allow you to study a course in um for your first degree and then you now do three years of law school where you learn procedural and substantive together so you can mash it together in the uk you have your llb of three years you do your lpc and then you also now do solicitors training for another two years because they know that it's not something that you can just you know land on somebody in one year and tell us to go to court and witness proceedings and just go and write the exam do you understand like so it's almost like the examination is not to test whether i even know this thing very well it's just you asking me a random like uh it will just pick one topic maybe arrangements or maybe arrangements is even very very necessary but some topics that you might not even use until you finish practicing law they will bring it and they will you know scale fee how to calculate scale fee no there's no lawyer on earth that can tell me that he uses scale fee to charge people there's no lawyer existing breathing that uses scale fee but it comes out in the exam and you're making putting people in throwing them into panic because you want them to start calculating scale fee all those things i feel like when education is no more about what you can actually use in real life and it's just about you know history or you know there's some questions i will never set as a lecturer and it's questions like because if you if you learn like contract law they will tell you when you read contract textbook you see the way it has been going on from 1805 to 2012 or 2021 depending on when you are writing that exam and then they will keep asking you questions that are relating to ways that are no longer in use imagine me in 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 in, a, in, a, in exam asking me what were the previous uh, ways of uh, of uh, you know something something in contract law i'm like why are you asking me that it doesn't make sense. You're just making me cram things that I will never use in real life. Did you get? So I think that when you yeah. don't even know what you're trying to get out of an examination, then the exam just doesn't make sense. You can give students area of concentration and still examine whether they have knowledge or not. Exactly. Yeah, that's like, that's always you can ask questions. It's not about you asking name three, name three types of uh, objective. Name this. That's not how to examine people. You can ask. You can give open questions. You can you can you, you can give an open test and then people will still fail because they don't have knowledge of that course it's as simple as that you can examine people on a particular subject and then you see allow them use their textbooks but they will still fail just because they don't know it so examining people and telling them to read the entire syllabus is not there's not a test of knowledge some people can just cram things better than some people and it's very obvious you see some of your mates that you graduated with they had good grades they can cram but then they don't know the law. They don't know it in real life. Do you understand? So I feel like examination in Nigeria is lacking that element. That's a major problem. Do you know what I just remembered? You know how in Nigeria universities you'll be scrambling for past questions. Exactly. You just need to know how like it does not make sense. I just feel like man, it's crazy. It is, it is. Yeah. Um, so our last um, segment of this show, before we, uh, before we round up, 
Firstly, I want to thank everybody for still staying up to this time. Um, so our last segment on this episode, um, it is about appearance. And Danny, you said you said you schooled in Laswani. Yes, I did. Yeah. So I was asking a few friends because I just had to do like a full research of how everything works. Yeah. And he told me that in his school, which is your school, yeah. is, um, in terms of appearance, you don't come with face caps. Yeah, yeah. They started that. They started that when I was in 500 level, yeah. Haircuts and just like a lot of things at the same time, tinted hair and everything. And I'm like... Palm slippers then, trying to ban it and all of that, yeah. Yeah, and I still hear the same things for um, schools, like federal schools, like Lonely and the rest. And I just want to know, um, you you have schooled here, you guys have schooled here, and now you guys are there. Is there do is there any way at which this influences you academically when you are confined to a particular dress code and stuff? Not nada. It does not affect any. There's no one thing that affects like this. I I still carry that mentality when I go here. I had, I had like a, I have a, like rib jeans that I wore. In fact, that was what I wore on my trip from Nigeria to the UK. And then I, I I was because when I got here initially, I didn't have like a, I was still looking for an apartment. So what I did was I, I, I just picked like two jeans and like some t-shirts and I put it in, in my backpack. So I was going to, a, I was staying in a friend's place that I was living in that county and I was coming, you know, so I, I put my box, I dropped it somewhere. So one of the jeans that was in the, um, my backpack was um, ripped. You understand? So I, and I had to go to class because then I was still looking for an apartment. So I had to go to class and then I was, I felt so bad, you know, putting on ripped jeans and I was like, are you sure? Like, you know, I'm doing a master's in law, like uh, rib jeans. Do you understand? But then it was like, so the, the person I was talking to was already there for a while. And it's like, no one cares about how you look. No one cares. People are here. You know, you're in a place where it's woke, where people are cross-dressing. There are people that are cross-dressed to class. There are people like that would wear, there are men that you see that would put lipstick and wear a buyer to class or whatnot. Nobody cares how you look. There are people, you can pierce your face seven to seven times. And still come and study law because at the end of the day it does not matter those are not the things that matter intellectuals there are many people like that you meet that you just look down on in nigeria because just because of the way they look for my law school i had to call because then i, I used to be like have this um afro kind of punk you know and then we had to all cut our hair women could not women could only do use their natural hair to get caught to the bat today there's no reason for that it's almost like it's like caught because i don't know why it, you're asking people to use their natural hair to get caught to the bar. And you cannot give us valid explanation yeah. as to why that is. Like, it does not make any sense. You can dress anyhow. It does not affect your learning. You understand? Like, I, I'm in a, I'm having online class. I can wear anything. I can just wear one t-shirt. Some people say, um, in Nigeria, they say you're having online class, you must dress corporate. Just go to what, to what end that what will happen, that the book will enter better. It doesn't make any sense, so I don't care, you know. Yeah, appearance doesn't matter in the, in the UK, as far as I'm concerned. Anyone wears anything they want, to. even here and in Canada, it doesn't matter. What do they do? They, they don't even dress the way Nigerians, guys yeah. Now they don't wear, I'm telling you, it's foreign students that dress pants, up shirt and sneakers, everything yeah, so, they, go for. <laughs> they wear uh, sweatpants and uh, crocs, you wear sweatpants and crocs to class. You will just wake up, just put mouthwash, and then just give them a bath, they bath, self now what. In winter, they, they bath once in four days. So now only mouthwash. They could just call class, sit down. You understand? So uh, it's not. 
it's the appearance is not a thing. It's Nigeria that are taking it seriously. Even law students here, they don't they don't wear white and black or any of that. And then the <laughs> England colonized us. They are the ones that brought this lot in, but we have taken it more than them. I I've got I've been to courts in England. I've been to the employment tribunal in England. Yeah, they don't wear wig and gown. They just go with suits. They address the judges sitting down. You can talk while sitting down. All this formatting is <laughs> just making things unnecessarily hard in that country. It is nothing. <laughs> it is well. Hello. Um. Well, when it comes to appearance, uh, nobody really cares. What they need is your presence, and what they need is you showing the willingness and whatever to learn. So nobody really cares if you're putting on ripped jeans or if you have dreads, if you have tattoos or piercings or anything. Nobody gives you know two two shits about that. All they need is okay, show up, be respectful to everyone around you, and that's all. So no no one cares about your appearance, and it's only in Nigeria. It see it's you you know like when you ask me questions, I keep saying it's it's societal thing, right? That's why wearing jeans in deeper life in Nigeria is a sin, but deeper life in UK wearing jeans is not a sin. So it's, it's Nigerian society and the Nigerian environment. You get so I I remember my my first first time ever. I was I was meeting with um with Putin and and the Finnish president at the time. I wore shorts and one white shirt like that. And I, I don't even think I wore sneakers. I think it was fun because it was in summer anyway. And. That was a big deal for me because I was lucky enough to be picked. There were only seven people that were picked in Finland, and I was one of them. So, and that was what I wore. So you, you can imagine if I can do that for that kind of event, who gives a shit if I'm wearing whatever to class? You get so it's um, your your own dressing or your own appearance is whatever you decided to be. No one would um, judge or police or tell you what to do and what you can do. So yeah, that's um, that's my answer on that. Yeah, thank you very much. We have come to an end of the show. I really, really appreciate you guys for taking this moment. I know the podcast is longer than planned, but I just want to achieve everyone on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you.